Well, family, welcome to another episode of From the Streets to the Pulpit. We're going to talk about what we are currently facing right now. Uh, are we sticking to what we know? I don't work for the CDC or the WHO, and neither did any of my foreparents. I know part of all my teachings as, as a kid was about cleanliness, washing your hands and all that good stuff um, with soap and water, staying hydrated, all that good stuff, which is part of my personal hygiene. It seems this day and age we've forgotten the teachings that we always raised with, and here we are in this global pandemic. Now, there's a lot of ideas and thoughts that people have of while we're here, either way it goes, we're here now. So without further ado, let's talk about it. And maybe we can share some light. Good evening. Good evening. Uh, how important is it to wash your hands with soap and water? It's always been important. I mean, I don't, you know, I'm like you. You know, I'm. That's that's the way I grew up. You know, it was you go outside. You know, you play. You come back in the house and you want to take a water break. The first thing you do is you you go and wash your hands with water before you go in the refrigerator. Before you touch anything, anything. You go and you wash your hands. Anything. Me anything, you know, um, you, you go and wash your hands. And I mean, even if it was even for us, if we weren't, even if we weren't necessarily outside, you know, playing or what have you, you know, say you were in your room watching TV and dinner was ready, it's wash your hands and get ready for dinner. It, you know, it wasn't just come eat, it was wash your hands and get ready for dinner. Um, so, you know, that. That was you had stuff you had to do to get ready to eat dinner. You know, get yourself together, wash your hands. Um, so that's it's just always been, you know, what I was taught. You know, you blow your nose, you clean your nose, and and back then I don't know if you remember, but back then we didn't have sanitizers, so it was never sanitized. It was always washed. You know, and and so you. You blow your nose, you you know, you have tissue. It, you didn't put that tissue in your pocket, you put that tissue in the trash. You know, because once you've painted it, it it you know, it's painted. And once you put your germs on it, you put germs on it. So then you put it in your pocket and you pull it back out to clean your nose again, guess what you're doing? You're putting the same germs right back on your nose, right back on your hands, you know, and it it defeats the purpose. So you clean your nose, you throw that tissue away. And you wash your hands um, because that's what gets the germs off and away. Sanitizer mm-hmm. may kill them, but they still sit on there. So when you go to eat, guess what? I mean, they may not be effective, but you're still eating. Living in a world where sanitizer exists and has been effective at doing some things, but point blank, period, it does not do what soap and water does. Well, be mindful now. Be mindful. 
You cannot sanitize something that's dirty. No. You cannot. But again, like I said, we live in a world where, let me just say, shortcuts um, are, you know, often sought out and preferred. Oh, oh I, now I agree 100%. And, and, it, and it saddens me because uh, there's a lot, like, like we always say, there's, there's a lot that, that takes place in the journey, you know. Um, that's the issue that I believe we're we're finding. Everybody wants to take the shortcuts. Everybody want to get there fast, and everybody wants to um, get there right now. And that's <clears throat> there's nothing in that. No, it doesn't teach you um, anything. So my my thing is. To your point, I'm about to tell you how my my youth was. You know, you come home out from playing, you had to wash your hands outside first. You get all the dirt and everything off out off of you. Then you go inside mm-hmm. to to get ready to take a bath. And the old people used to get the water hot, right? It's almost like they was boiling seafood <laughs> when you get in that that water. Mm-hmm. But that's how how they knew to clean, right? And you're using soap and water. Now, sometimes you may be out playing and, and it's so bad to where they may even sprinkle a little bit of uh, laundry detergent in there, the powder, to to help cut some of that, that dirt off of you. You know, we played, we played in the grass, played football. We're, we're boys. That's what we did. So I say all that to say, once you repetition brings on retention, you do that so much as a kid, it carries with you to your adult years. I find that some of our colleagues and coworkers, they work out of the laboratory or, or or the restroom after using it and not wash their hands. And I believe that that could be part of the reason why we're in the situation that we're in. I mean, with everything, yeah, you know, there's, there's so much sickness um, going around because people aren't taking care of themselves and, and not only just washing them ha- their hands, but in general, taking care of themselves. You know, I think it, it's um, washing your hands is just a tip of the iceberg, you know what I mean? So, like you said, it goes back to properly um, washing your body um, and taking care of your hygiene routinely, um, in addition to regularly washing your hands and keeping um, your germs yours. So, you know, going to the bathroom and and cleaning your nose and and washing your hands thereafter or sneezing in in a tissue or sneezing in your, you know, in your elbow. Like I was taught that um, growing up, you sneeze in your elbow, you know, or you know, I've even sneezed on the inside of my shirt before because um, I've had it on short sleeves. So if I sneeze in my elbow, I'm just sneezing on my skin. So, you know, I'll pull my shirt up and sneeze in, inside my shirt. Um, so I've even... 
absolutely insane is to be out to dinner um, and and I see somebody cleaning their nose at the table. You're sitting at the dinner table and you're going to clean your nose and put the rag back in your pocket? I've even seen people clean their nose on a dinner napkin that the that, that the restaurant owns or provides. You sit and eat dinner and then they eat dinner and wipe their mouth and clean their nose and put the on their plate. You know, like that drives me insane. If you need to clean your nose, your nose, excuse yourself from the table, go to the bathroom, you take care of that and wash your hands. Um <laughs> But, again, we live in a world where where people forget the basics and, and put it to the side as if it doesn't matter. And, and the fact of the matter is is that, okay, when, when you sit and you clean your nose at dinner and you're touching a fork and you're drinking out of a cup, then next thing you know you're paying with your card, your cashier takes your, your card, you know, like you're touching multiple items and people have to touch stuff after you and – the cycle continues. Oh, that's very true. Um, very, very true. I think the part of the problem is we're not being mindful of anyone else, right? It's all it's all about us. It's it's what I do right now. I please I, I, I cover myself, but I'm not about anyone else afterwards. You know. Um, and, and don't you think and enough of yourself to not? No, the issue is not. Nope. I think too much of myself. That's the issue. I got my germs ain't bad. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Oh, they're okay. Not, they're okay. not germs. Okay. The fact of the matter is, there are germs, and now you have uh, because we live in uh, such a fast pace and and, and uh, I guess high smog and and. Uh, air pollution, you got people with, with uh, respiratory issues and weakened immune systems. So you're not being mindful of the potential damage that you can have to someone else around you because you're not doing your part. We're going to take the time right now to uh, welcome Pastor to the line. Good evening. Good evening. Good evening to both of you. We just trying to figure out. We're trying to keep it clean, man. That's all, literally. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, um, we just basically got away from, um, you know what what we were supposed to be doing all along, and. you know, and then we became very, very selfish. Uh, Miss Quick was talking about, you know, table manners, basically, or table etiquette, whatever you want to call it. Uh, that's commonplace now. That's common for someone to blow their nose at the table. That's common for folk to, you know, you're sitting there trying to have dinner and they're talking loud. I mean, you know, it's not, you know, just it's, it's, it's not uncommon anymore. That's the norm because we're just saying, look, this is the A and B conversation. You stay out of it. This is just for me and my table. You know, people will start laughing and these big old, great, big, huge belly laughs. And, uh, you know, and you're sitting there and you can't hardly enjoy your, your, your dinner. Or they start coughing and, 
you know, it's just, it's it's gotten bad. We've gotten away from it. I'm not going to tell you God caused all of this. I'm not going to dare say anything like that. But I'm going to tell you that um, we're being reminded to do the things that, you know, we've always supposed to be doing. And so as bad as this thing is, there's a lot of good, I believe, is going to come out of it. I mean, uh, you know, we have gotten, I mean, we have gotten, we have gotten just flat out nasty now. I mean, just nasty, you know, you just, just nasty. We're not conscious of the fact that, you know, here I am, you know, passing this money along. As she just said, you know, that I just blew my nose and, you know, and all of that. And also with the silverware and all of that, um, my mother, when when she goes to a restaurant, I mean, when she goes, rarely if ever do she go, but when she goes, she's going to take her own silverware. Uh, she's going to take her own drink. That's just how she does. Uh, she cooked in a cafeteria, a school cafeteria for years and in a restaurant for years. And, and she says, you know, they're nasty. So she just, I guess that image in her head or whatever, I don't know what it is, she takes her own. And I thought that was the dumbest thing in the world. Um, also, i got friends that would take, you know, I lived in New York for a period of time. And um, it was a time when they, I don't know what they're doing now, but they would not put um, – uh, salt and pepper shakers on tables. They just you had to literally request it because you know you didn't know what someone would put in it, and you didn't know whose hand had been on it. So you know that we have gotten so far away. Um, you know from I'm making cornbread. Let me borrow an egg for you. From you, we won't do that any longer. And I think that it finally got to the point to where God just said, "Well, you know what? I'm not going to cause all of this, but I'm going to use it to my advantage. I'm going to." make folk get back to uh, washing their hands, you know. Uh, he told us to bless our food before we eat it, and we stopped even doing that. But I bet you now mm-hmm. there's some folk blessing their food before they eat it um, and things like that. So we have really, uh, and just to give you an idea, uh, they've sent out mandates to, uh, you know, for the churches, you know, and um, I can't serve communion now. Um, and if I do, extremely careful because some religions they use the exact same cup, you know, passed down. Now personally I don't want to be a wow. part of uh, that religion. I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. You know, your your <laughs> that's your own portion of cornbread and I want my own portion. But then you've got some other uh, like around where I live, uh we use um what is called a pre filled cup. It's got about a half ounce of juice in it and has a little wafer on top. Both of them are sealed. We use that, but there's a lot of smaller churches that choose not to use it or maybe can't afford it, and they take Welch's grape juice and pour it in a little small container. And uh, and so what the CDC is saying is don't do that because if you pour it in there and, I don't know, you mess around and run it across your finger or whatever, then you got those germs. You know, so it, it's, um, you know, it's amazing at how – outside the lines we had gotten. And I think that God is using this to let us know, listen, stop being so selfish. I mean, mm-hmm. used to, if you had a job, you would you would be proud to have a job. But now you don't have a dishwasher that washes it in, you know, extremely hot water. You just throw it in a dishwashing machine that gets it to where the food particles are not no longer stuck to it. And, and you know, and so you think about that joker, that nasty joker that just got finished blowing his nose and, 
uh, was eating his food, and then uh, all of a sudden they went in the back and washed it, or told you they washed it, wrapped it up in a napkin and brought it back to you. Now you got his, you know what I'm saying? So there's no pride. There's no, you, you know, and that that's, I think that's part of our problem. I really do. But well, we just had the caller call in, and he made mention that it was uh, we need to blame the parents, our parents, our foreparents, if mm-hmm. you will, uh, because they were teaching one thing but demonstrating something else. Um, mm-hmm. So that's his introduction. I'm about to bring him on so he can he can give us his, his two cents. <laughs> caller, you're live. All right, can you hear me? Test it on the mic. Yeah. Yeah, okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, you know, I'm just talking about, you know, where the rubber meets the road. You know what I mean? You gotta bring it down to where people are. And everybody's at a different place in their in their walk, you know. Over here dealing with this kind of thing. Some people dealing with this stuff over here. And if you have the ability to sympathize with these people that's because you've got the credentials to do what you be doing. You understand what I'm saying? No, I don't. You don't? Okay. So, like, you know, maybe maybe, maybe in your life, when you look back at your life, you know, and you have to go back to when you were just a little fella. When he was a little fella, do you have any traumas back there? Mm, no, not that I recognize back then. No? No. Well, everybody everybody has a trauma because, like, a trauma is like, let's just say your mom and dad got divorced and everything. And then so that's a trauma to a child. child lost a, a love of one that someone that the child was close to. And that ch- that person is not there no more. So that's a trauma. You understand what I'm saying? I do. I I understand what you're saying. Okay. So, but people have different traumas, you know, in their lives. You know, what I mean, these traumas have far-reaching effects into their adult lives. Okay. And a lot of times, when a child comes into this world, mom and dad, they put everything they want their baby to know. They put it in that child right away. Oh, I want my, you know, this, every, everything they want that baby to know. And then all of a sudden, this baby starts getting a little mind of its own. And now mom and dad get to teach that baby. That's right. Teach that baby the difference between what's right and wrong. Because they know when that baby becomes responsible for its actions, it has something to stand on so it can do something and be, and, and, and be a productive member of society. And enjoy the benefits of doing so. But a lot of kids don't, they get bankrupt of love because parents, you know, when I grew up, it was all about children were supposed to be seen, but not heard. You know what I'm saying? Because adult world was adult stuff. Adults did adult things and kids didn't do none of that stuff. You know, they're supposed to be Mm -hmm. down here. So, you know, there's conflicting lessons that were taught to children. And from my time period, you know, and, and a lot of times, Today, I see a lot of people not taking responsibility for what they do or what they don't do. Because when I remember having people talk about when that baby does that, you know, when a baby does this, when a baby starts doing like this and doing that, well, that's your baby when it does that. That baby's you, you know, that's you, baby, you know. It's, no, that's both y'all, baby. Y'all need to stop doing that back and forth stuff. 
arguing with Deirdre about, you know, you all have an equal responsibility. You forfeited your freedom when you had a baby. You didn't have the freedom that you that you, you don't have that no more. You got a baby now, so you got to be responsible, right? So you got to take responsibility for your actions. Well, how are you going to do that? How are you going to do that? Well, if you're going to be honest, then honesty would say that you're not going to sugarcoat anything, and then that would give you the ability to take responsibility for your feelings. And when you when you examine your feelings in light of truth, then you can get down underneath your feelings and do what you do and see what I'm saying? So now you're doing something different than what you were doing before because now you can see the truth. Okay. You see your truth. <laughs> Man, <clears throat> all I do is just, you know, put it out there, and if something's getting through, then that's going to work. You know what I'm saying? Like, if I, if I give a lecture somewhere, you know what I'm saying, people got their pen and paper out, you know. Nobody wants anybody over there, you know, making a bunch of noise. They're trying to listen, you know what I mean, taking notes. And these notes that they take is what they're going to go leave with, and they're going to apply this stuff to their heart and their own life so they can get better. That's true. I do agree with That's that. That's true. Yeah. So what we do is we 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 get put in a position where we have authority over all the BS. So, because we have been cutting through the BS to get to this, so that people can get something that's good. So the BS that and we're cutting the, through is this is this what the media is putting out about this pandemic? Is that the BS we're cutting well, through? Well, you know, no, I wouldn't say that everything about that is BS because a lot of that stuff is seeing the six P's. Prior planning prevents piss poor performance. So if they're going to plan for something that could be a big thing, then they have to have a place to do something. And people, they have to have order and stuff so that they can get things done. So I think that the planning part of it all, there's nothing wrong with that. I think that we should be a little bit overly cautious. I think when you're talking about something, you should suit higher, not lower. You know, you may be unequal to what you're saying, but you're not, you're, you know, you're going up, not down. Right. But if we, if we wash our hands like we were taught before, it, all this could have been prevented. Well, you know, look at, look at how we are, man. We are, a, we are a selfish people. We all, we all want attention. Everybody wants, everybody wants the attention. Look at me, look at me, look at me. You know what I mean? Everybody's an ego tripping. But we're not talking about an ego problem, at least I don't think we are. You know, we're talking about the truth and love. So if you're going to get past somebody's ego, you're going to have to dissolve the ego so you can have a heart-to-heart with that person. And this would mean that you would have not a, but a mirror. And when you open up your heart, your heart is like a mirror so people can come up and take a look at themselves, and it can be very clear. You understand? Okay, I can dig that. Okay, okay, and you have your own special gifts, bro. You got you got things that you know because you can see. You ain't in the dark where you can't see yourself. If you can't see yourself, then you can't see other people. Don't act like you can because you can't even see yourself. But if you can see yourself clearly, then you're gonna be able to see other people and be able to reach up in their mind's eye and take that little thing out of the way so they can see what you're talking about. What's wrong with that? 
I can dig where you're going with it. I really can. Okay. Okay. And so, and so since you can walk with me while I'm talking with you, man, whatever, whatever, wherever we were before, now we're somewhere else. And there's so much more. And I understand when you're hungry, you've got to get fed, right? Of course. And what I mean by, what I mean by getting fed is that when people talking, they saying, when you eat it, it goes inside of you. Now, remember what God said. He goes, it's not what goes in a man that defiles him. It's what comes out. So you got to be careful what you listen to. If that garbage goes in you, when that comes out of you, and you see yourself, you know, acting like that and talking like that and all that and thinking like that, you're going to stop. In the name of love, you're going to stop. And see, things are going to change. But it's going to be for the better because we're getting better. We ain't getting worse. We're getting better. But some people haven't learned the lesson that listen, life gives you the lesson, gives you a test first, and then it gives you the lesson later. Do you understand? I can I can dig that. I'm gonna let I'm gonna let uh, the panel speak on that real quick. Uh, yeah, Pastor, what you think about that? Well, I only heard bits and pieces. Uh, I kept at least on this end, it kept fading and fading out, and it's more than likely my phone, but I heard a portion about the parents, and, and you know, definitely I agree that play, play a, a major role. We got to not only um, teach them correctly, but we got to model, you know, uh, things before them in the, in the way that they should go. So I did hear that portion, but beyond that, I didn't hear... Um, a whole lot. I heard a portion about walking along beside me, but I, I just I didn't hear enough to really make a comment, man. To be honest with you, Miss Quick. All right, let me check this out. Testing one, two. Can I get a mic check? I hear you loud and clear. Well, I move. I move from okay. I move from one room to the other, so that it could have just been me. I'm gonna go back. Well, to it, was, it, was, it was probably me. It was probably me. Okay, but let me just let me just reiterate what I was talking about earlier, so that you can catch up what we're talking about now. You know what I mean? As far as okay. as far as as far look, let me just use a let me use a woman for let me use a woman, a woman, a girl, a baby girl. When you have a baby, and it's a girl, that's your baby girl, and all baby girls grow up to be the center of their daddy's world. You understand? That's what every little girl wants to do is to grow up and be the center of her daddy's world. So she's going to do little things to catch her daddy's eye. And her daddy's going to see her little things that she's doing. And he's going to say, Oh, you're so beautiful. And you see what I'm saying? So this is a beautiful picture of love. You know what I mean? How love works. You know what I mean? And if a child is trying to get their attention of their daddy, but their daddy's not paying attention to the way the child feels, then that child becomes invisible to the daddy. And that hurts because that child's going to try to get that daddy's attention on her. This is daddy's girl. Daddy's little girl. You know, and women are so important, aren't they? I mean, man, I mean, the availability of a mother 
is 24-7. You know what I mean? They're special. And, 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 and I can tell that a lot of women take on more responsibility than they need to because of the lack of the other parent, the absent parent, perhaps. And that's a problem, you know. And, and so a lot of women probably overcompensate because of what the child's going through. So maybe the child's getting away with all this stuff is what someone outside would say to the mother who's protective of her child. You know, we get into all these things now, and so we have to slow down because we don't want to hurt nobody. And I don't want nobody to run away from me. I don't roll up on people and try to scare them, and they run away from me, and I can't talk to them. No. If you're saying something and people run away from what you're saying, don't forget the light is on. And what is love doing? It's drawing them into the light so they can see and have a relationship, a real one, a relationship that's based on trust, honesty, and feelings. Because these are important if you're going to have a relationship. That's all I wanted to say. Well, thank you very much. I feel like I should say more. <laughs> Maybe I should keep going. <laughs> Do you? I don't know. Okay, so, so you're developing a relationship with somebody outside of yourself. And then you come into this area where people are not being honest with you because they're sugarcoating something. And when they sugarcoat something, that tells you that they're not taking responsibility for their feelings. So this gets really tricky. I mean, this could be really tricky, this area here, because we can get caught up in our feelings and rely on our feelings when we shouldn't be. In other words, we should be examining our feelings when they become powerful so that we can get underneath our feelings because our feelings is not who we are. We're underneath our feelings. So we have to get down to the heart of the matter so that we can do what we're supposed to be doing, which is what's important to us. You do what you do because that's what matters most to you, right? Okay. So if you rely on your feelings, which we all do, then you're going to learn. You're going to learn. Feelings are important, uh, yeah. Well, what? I, can, I can understand. I can see where you're going with it. Feelings are okay. important, but me personally, as a man, I believe more logic. It has to make sense. It don't got to feel good yeah, to me. It has to make sense to me. No, right. You don't. You don't make your choices based off your feelings. You make your choices based on what you know. Because when you do that, then when you get to done with what you're doing, then you can look back and see how you feel about it. But if you do it the other way, yes, you're making a mistake. Yes. Just say it's a gamble. Well, it's a gamble. It's a gamble because you know you pick up the dice and you roll the dice. It's a gamble, and when you pick up your dice, you know, that's your life. That's you. Like, let's just say you're, you're you're working for this courier, right? You're driving a truck, you know, and then they start telling you, "Well, you need to haul chemicals." And you're like, "Well, chemicals." What do you mean? Like corrosives and stuff? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Explosives? Oh, these kind of things. Well, whatever. But, you know, you have to have a license for this. 
Well, they say, we'll give you a little test. You take this test, boom, 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 we'll give you a little thing, and now you can carry this amount of chemicals. But then they're giving you more than that now. And you're saying, well, there's too much chemicals here. And they say, don't worry about it. But it's your license on the line so that they don't, they don't care about you. That's your livelihood. You're going to put it on the line for a couple extra pounds that you shouldn't be carrying around? Shame on you. You might have to quit that job and go somewhere else. Integrity. So you have to make a choice, right? How much is your integrity you worth? Your feelings. What? How much is your integrity worth? Because that's what you're doing. You're compromising your integrity. Well, you know, of course, the prodigal son, when he left the home, when he left his father's house, he didn't just leave with his money and everything. He had money, yeah. But he also left with spiritual teachings. His father taught him something spiritually. So when the kid left and he came to his senses, he's like, uh-oh. And then he finally came back. Well, the father wasn't pissed off. He was just like, oh, I love you. And love covered everything. So the kid didn't feel no shame, no guilt, no nothing. The only kid that got pissed off was his brother. Right? That's not my realm. Pastor, let's talk about the prodigal son. No, as far as the story that he just told, he's he's dead on it. You know, he's he's he he left home with, you know, financial, you know, blessings, but he also left home with something greater, which was home training or teaching, just like he said. And when it was all said and done, the one that was upset wasn't the father, wasn't the son that left, but it was the son that I stayed home. So as far as biblically speaking, he is dead on what he's what he's talking about. I guess what I'm I'm uh, the reason I'm not saying anything to be honest with you is I'm trying to figure because everything that he's saying, um, you know, I have no problem with it. I completely respect it, and uh, I think the thing that I'm I'm trying to do is is try to connect what you know. And I did get on here a little late, I must admit, but connect what I thought the topic was with with what he's talking about because he's. He's telling the truth. I have no doubt, no problem with that because, you know, as a society, uh, oftentimes we get somewhat selfish, you know, and, and I do um, uh, understand. I understand why he said shame on you, you know, uh, uh, about, you know, just wanting to carry those couple extra pounds or whatever just for a few dollars and all of that. So I'm trying to connect the dots and figure out, okay, how is this going hand in hand with, what I thought the topic was. So maybe I didn't hear the topic when we first got on. Maybe that's on me. No, I got it. No, no, it's cool. No, it's it it all relates. It all it all intertwines together, you know what I mean? And it's called the abilities. You know, your abilities to sympathize with people where God has illuminated you with his precious son spirit, you know, Mm-hmm. And 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 so now you have now you have an awareness of the Shekinah glory of God, which is the presence of God Himself. Now you right. you came into you came into this to this experience of 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 a true and living God. Okay, so so now remember what remember what man 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 had the knowledge of good and evil, did he not? He did. Okay. So when you have the knowledge of good and evil, everything that you say is perverted. And only God can fix that. 
God's the only one that can teach his love to people. God's the only one that can teach between what's right and wrong. Now, like when I'm listening to people speak to me, right, it's not me. It's the Holy Spirit. It's Christ in me. It's the Holy Spirit. It's, it's the Spirit that's appraising the words that I'm listening to to let me know if it's man talking about what man thinks that God says or if it's God over here working in this person's life and this person's talking about the word of God and when you take the scriptures and you quote those scriptures out loud to me that's spiritual food that I already ate because I can hear God speaking to me and that's my spiritual food when he speaks to me and I get to eat that spiritual food and I get to walk in the newness of the life that he has prepared for me to walk in. Now, these people take the word of God and force it on other people. Now, I identify these people not as a threat, but more as a person who's hungry for the truth. They, if they had the truth, they would be trusting God and not what man says. And that's what I feel that I have a responsibility to do and I'm going to continue to do. Well, thank you for that. Because to take that right back to our original topic, we must we must definitely um, focus on on God, and we got to know who's going to carry us through. He's done it in the past. He's doing it now, and, and for whatever pandemic, epidemic, or disease, famine may come our way, he's still going to maintain his vision, and that's one thing that um, that we know. It's been proven. Uh, Pastor, you can kind of tap in on that a little bit more on our our faithfulness and our knowing and even that word. Again, I'm trying to connect all of this. Bottom line is this, uh, what, he, what he was talking about regarding um, you know, God is the only one that can teach us his love. Uh, I don't think by any means he was saying that, you know, uh, we can't do it. Uh, the way that I understood what he's saying is this, you know, God uses us, but, you know, it's the spirit of God in us that speaks through us to other people, and I have definitely no problem with any of that. I think he's, you know, um, dead on it. It's called, it's called discernment. He's talking about the spiritual food, you know, uh, but we do have the ability to make decisions, you know, because the Bible tells us to choose this day who we're going to serve. And so we do hear spiritual truth. We do hear scripture. And believe it or not, you can hear your mom and daddy teaching, or grandmama, whoever, big mama, whoever, you can hear what they taught you. You know, that comes back to you from time to time, you know, and then you could hear just all the garbage. And you have to have to make a decision as to, um, you know, who you're going to serve, who you're going to follow, what you're going to believe. You know, if you get caught up in this world, you've been taught, and I'm just going to go back to what I thought we were talking about. If you've been taught good hygiene, if you've been taught good manners, if you've been taught, you know, to do the right thing or whatever, okay, that's in you. That That's directly in you. But even though it's in you, you can't get sidetracked, which is what happened to the prodigal son. It was in him, 
and he got sidetracked. But the Bible said he came to himself, and that's what uh, where I want to try to connect both of these things. I believe that with all of this going on in the world, this time, this is the world's opportunity, the United States opportunity, my opportunity to come back to myself, to go, to go back to what God originally made me for, to go back to doing the things that God intended for me to do, to go back to loving people and, you know, uh, showing compassion to people, to go back and showing, you know, good manners and respect for people instead of being so selfish and thinking the world is about me and what I do to understand that what I do affects others. And so uh, if he was connecting all of that, you know, in that manner, I fully see exactly what the brother was talking about. So uh, I'm not going to by any means say that, um, you know, he's wrong. I'm going to say I didn't understand it all, but the information he gave was spot on, absolutely spot on. And, uh, again, my thing was trying to connect uh, the two of them. So, yes, uh, we've gotten away from what we were taught, and, yes, we're paying a dear price for it, and, yes, we're the things that we do affect other people. So, um, yeah, that's my that's my spill on it to this point. Well, and I I agree I agree wholeheartedly. You know, we we definitely got to get out of this mindset. Back to our original point. You know, um, the Mrs. made a made a made a and. Analogy where the guy would, would sneeze at the table and wipe his nose with the with the uh, rag, if you will, or whatever, the napkin, excuse me, and continue about like nothing just take place. What happened to removing us from the table? You know, go take care of your business and wash your hands, then come back and. Resume whatever you had going on. Do you remember those days? <laughs> yeah, that's the, that's the to me that's the selfish part of it. It's like I'm so concerned about what I'm doing, what I'm eating, until I can care less than somebody else thinks. You know, if you don't like it, you change tables or you change restaurants. And so, not only is it, I mean, you. Obviously, can't make a rule inside of a restaurant to where, you know, if somebody's being rude, uh, that you can kick them out. I mean, for not blowing their nose or whatever. But at the same time, guess what? During this time, the restaurant's already being called on the uh, carpet, also because, at least in my area, uh, you're not allowed to um, eat inside of a restaurant now. You got to either have, uh, you know, you got to pick it up or go through the drive-through. So, in other words, I'm saying that everybody is being called on the carpet. Everybody's saying, look, you got to start doing the right thing. You're not going to be allowed to do what you've been doing and get away with it. There's a price you got to pay. So, again, I'm not saying God calls any of this. I'm just saying that, um, you know, some of us needed this. This wake-up call, I'll say. Please, I agree. I'm not going to say, yeah. I'm not saying anybody needs this um, virus, but we needed a wake-up call. We had gotten so far away from love and respect and honoring other people. And, you know, used to people just excuse themselves from the table. Now, please, 
please. And then you're going to ride in your car with that nasty handkerchief? Now, nah, man. No, 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 no. That's the, that's the, that's the restaurant's handkerchief. Now you expect somebody to pick it up and clean it and launder it. You know what I mean? Like they don't know what you've done to it. Come on, man. As, as, as we used to say, you know, what they do for that. Well, well. And no kidding you know, yet is worth all that. Oh no, nah, not at all. You know, like like the gentleman was saying, you know, now my, <laughs> hey, bro, listen, integrity, right? You should you should know, hey, listen, I'll take this. I give you an extra couple dollars for this, just to be from having to touch it. You know what I mean? Because I knew what I've just done. Come on, man. we gotta take about other people. When I was when I was when I was young, uh, it was just some things you didn't do. Although I wasn't raised in a in an affluent area, I had uh, I had a certain mannerism about myself. Uh, you you excuse yourself when you did things. You didn't do things at the table. You know, uh, one time I was I was young. My aunt was like, stop smacking. I didn't know what the hell smacking was. She said it two times. Don't don't forget now. She was the uh, first lady. She was the pastor's wife. Man, that lady slapped me so hard, bro, in front of everybody. I was doing wrong. But I I don't know if I smacked him that day to this one. I can tell you that much. Whatever it was, I haven't done it since then. But my point is, the lessons that we were taught as a kid, all the lessons that we have, now the result of it is where we're at. Or, or because we didn't implement or because we didn't hold true to it is the result of where we're at right now. I hate to say this, but look at look at who it, it hit. People who are in, in, in quote-unquote nasty situations. Are y'all with me? Yeah, I'm right here with you. What's your thoughts? Uh, I, I, I agree. You know, the gentleman that spoke earlier about, you know, um, women having children and, you know, that responsibility. Um, and just like we said multiple times before and like what we're saying tonight, we have to get back to the responsibility. We have to get back to the foundation and teaching the right from wrong and teaching common courtesy. Um, you know, like I said, when when it was time for us to go eat, it was get yourself together, wash your hands, and get yourself ready for dinner. Part of getting yourself ready for dinner was to wash your hands, use the potty, you know, uh, clean your nose, do whatever it was you needed to do because when you get to this dinner table, you 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 better be clean. 
You know, you I'm not saying that you had to take a shower or anything, but you better be clean. You know, your nails got to be clean. Um, and again, we've gotten so far away from, and not to get off the subject too far, but so far away from even just basic grooming skills, clipping your fingernails, filing your fingernails, you know, uh, keeping your hair cut, keeping, you know, your, your face clean, your hands, your nails clean, you know, just um, we've gotten so far away from cleanliness that, you know, like Pastor said, this is the wake-up call. This is saying, look, you know, y'all are nasty people. Get yourself together, you know, because you, you're spreading uh, viruses and bacteria and everything from one person to the next. And before you know it, you know, here we are under, you know, multiple people being sick and under quarantine simply because we've gotten lazy too lazy to get up and wash our hands, you know, and, and we're, we're just thinking it's okay. Even like Pastor said, you you know, it used to be a time we had to bless your food, and now we've gotten past that. And, you know, like, you know, when our kids, our kids sit down and they start eating, you know, we stop them. Like, hey, did you did you bless your food? Stop them right there, you know, Lord forgive me. You know, and then they go ahead and say they're great. So, it's just one of those things that where part of us are in a hurry, part of us are lazy, and 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 the rest of us are just plain nasty. Um, and you got to get back to, you know, the responsibility of teaching and and um, cleanliness, and you know, to just get yourself together. Pastor, where you at now? No, I'm just listening. I mean, there's so much is just um, common sense. You know, the, the Bible says, there's a scripture that says, first the natural, then the spiritual. Both of them are important because you're not going to stay up in the clouds all the time, and God shouldn't have to come tell you to wash your hands. I mean, it's just, you know, you don't have to come tell you to wash your hands. He shouldn't have to tell you to bless your food. You ought to say thank you that you got it, and then... You know, ask God, Lord, if there's anything in this that shouldn't be, please. I need you to bless it because I know it could um, make me sick. So the upbringing that we had, like that brother said, it really does matter. But we got so selfish and so out of sorts to where we don't need God no more. We don't need our upbringing anymore. And so I think God is using this opportunity just to uh, bring us back home because, I mean, we got Way out of line. We got way out of line, you know. And um, so it was time. We needed a wake-up call. And I think that this is it. But, again, I will not dare say God sent this to do that. I'm not going to say that. I'm just going to say that this is an opportunity for us to uh, develop some new habits, if you will, to get back to the way. Because, you know, it's funny. um, A tornado or a hurricane, I'll say hurricane can come through, and people will work together, they'll cook for each other, they'll take each other in, they'll do all these things, and at some point, whenever the pain goes away, people go back to business as usual, but then all of a sudden now, with this, I wonder, okay, a year from now, whenever this is preferably over, I wonder if people are going to say, okay, 
you know what? I ain't got to wash my hands. It's all good, you know. You know, we started depending on uh, uh, hand sanitizer over soap and water, you know. Mm-hmm. When I grew up, at least, to my knowledge, they didn't have hand sanitizer. You had to use soap and water. And uh, Sometimes people, you have to use bleeding. You have hand sanitizer on the table now. People come straight from outside to inside, use hand sanitizer and go to that, – that's, that's a – that's a last resort. That ain't supposed to replace the soap and water. You can't sanitize something that's dirty. I like that. You can't sanitize something that's dirty. You got to clean it first, right? You got to clean it first. That's not what. That's not what the hand sanitizer company tells you. It says kill 99.9 percent of the germs. But it never said it cleans the dirt. It just said it, it don't clean nothing. Right. But once again, we become we become more modern, right? So everything that our parents taught us that was wrong, we ain't gonna live like that no more. You know what I mean? We don't gotta live like that. We don't need, you know, so <laughs> we just hand sanitize. No. No, we're not just gonna sanitize our hands. We're not just go squirt some some damn uh, fragrance and, and alcohol on our hands? No, that's not going to work. It's not going to work. We, you know, we have to get back to to one self care, taking care of ourselves, um, and and then two, taking care of each other. You know, because just like, you know, like Pastor said, and we've all said, we've gotten so far away from doing just the very basics that, you know, I'm I'm right there with him. You know, I ain't going to say that, that you know, the, the Lord brought this on, but truth be told, I think that is, it is because of him that we are going to survive this thing and learn a lesson and it not take us out. Um, so it's kind of one of those things where you kind of made your bed hard. I'm gonna let you lay in it now. Um, I'm gonna cover you up with a blanket. I'm gonna protect you, but you know you gonna have to lay in this for a little while. So it's uh, a lesson, eye eye opener. Um, that we got to do better. I mean, you know, you got to look at several good things that's coming out of it. Businesses are being affected, and you know, I'm I'm sure losing revenue beyond belief, but what they are doing is that they're hiring more people to do what? To stock shelves, to do what? Sanitize. So it's kind of like they're being hit in the pocket, but at the same time, they're still bringing on staffing in order to survive and in order to make sure that they do what's necessary to keep their customers safe and to keep their employees safe. Um, but, you know, if they had been doing that long before, we, we may have never been here, you know, if, if, if we were looking out for each other like that before. Um, you know, so it's like Pastor say, you get back to it, get back to it, taking care of ourselves, each other, and, and before you know it, um, shoot, in another year, I, I'd like to hope that, that we still say wash our hands, you know, because that's something we should have been doing lifelong. Yeah, well, I'm gonna take it. I'm gonna take a step, take a step back. 
before we can have self-care, we got to have self-love. And that's one of the things that I, I see and believe that we've gotten away from. You know, if you don't love yourself, you're not going to care for yourself. You're not going to make sure your hygiene is in, in play or intact. You know what I mean? That's, that's what I think we got to get back to first. Self-love. Mm-hmm. I may have kind of taken a little deep for y'all. You know, Pastor, what you think about that? No, um, the truth is, man, I think we have mistaken or confused um, um, pleasing ourselves or satisfying ourselves, you know, for loving ourselves. And when you, when you, um, when you, um, uh, you know, love yourself, there's some there's things that you will and won't do. I mean, that's just all there is to it. But when you just want to satisfy yourself, uh, you go out your way, whether it hurts you or not. You just you're gonna do it because you enjoy it, and I think um, that's what we've done. So if it's easier for me, if I'm it satisfies me to get in the bed, and go to sleep, uh, then I'm gonna do that, whether I've taken a shower or not. If it satisfies me to, uh, you know, to um, sit at that table and I want to eat while my food is hot, and I gotta blow my nose right here instead of going to the bathroom, I'm gonna do that. So we we we've been out to, I think, to satisfy ourselves and please ourselves rather than to love ourselves. Because when we love ourselves, we'll say, you know what? I know that what I do is going to affect other people. I know that I'm better than this. I know that I got a standard I've got to uphold. I know that I've been taught better, and you know I'm going to live better. I'm going to do better. So I agree with what you're saying about you know we got first got to love ourselves, but we got to learn how to love ourselves. What, does loving ourselves mean getting my way, doing what I want to do, doing it when I want to do it, where I want to do it? Does loving myself mean I don't care what nobody else thinks? I'm going to sit right here at this table, I'm going to blow my nose, and I'm going to keep eating, and I don't care who don't like it. It don't matter how it makes me look. You know, as long as I'm happy, that's all that matters. You know, other people's opinions don't even matter anymore. And, um, We've gotten there, unfortunately, and, you know, I don't like wake-up calls like this. I, you know, it's just my opinion. I can't. God didn't told me this was this is your wake-up call. God ain't told me that. But I'm just saying for a lot of us, it is a wake-up call. It's like, dude, what you been doing, man? I mean, really, what have you been doing? You know, um, you know what, how did you get here? You know, once you walk away from what you've been taught, your standards, your table table etiquette. I mean, man, come on. You know, wherever I go, for instance, I had a job once with a company, and it was, it was called Chief Kidness. I had a company car, and, you know, things worked fairly well for me. Well, um, while I'm doing this, I'm also trying to pastor a church. And I say trying because I didn't give it my all right? You know, had most of myself in there on Wednesdays, on Sundays, but the rest of the week I was committed to the job. So that's why I say that. But anyway, they asked me to come to a meeting, a very important meeting within the city, and they asked me to say a prayer. And um, when I, before I got a chance to go up there, I, I'm going to say 35 minutes, 40 minutes before I got ready to go up, they told me, said, uh, 
Well, said, here's an example of the prayer. You don't have to pray this exactly, but we, we like to include this and on and on and on. And at the end of the prayer, um, it just says, amen. And I was okay because, you know, that's going you know, to give me a little boost right there. I don't know if they're going to give me a raise. Probably not. I don't know if they're going to but you know, my name will get out there, though. Oh, that'll make me look better right there. I'm doing good now. They say, you know, I'll be doing at the professional football game and at the at the professional basketball game. Oh, I'm, this is my opportunity. The closer it got time for me to say that prayer, the more I started being convicted because I knew what I was taught and I knew what God held me to. In other words, I was taught that when you say your prayers, you're always in your prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Um, also, being a child of God with my Christian conviction, which is, you know, not against any other religion or anything like that. Um, the Bible teaches me to, to end my prayers in Jesus' name, amen. In other words, that gives the power, you know. And just to give you an example, if I go to the bank and I try to borrow some money, they may let me have $100. But if I go in and I'll say, I, I want to borrow the money in quick thing, then you know what, they may give me $1,000. So in other words, using that name Jesus, that's what gives it the power. So my Finally got bold enough, he started eating at me enough. I told him, I said, listen, uh, I noticed at the end of the prayer, it said, you know, just say amen. And I said, well, yeah, you know. I said, well, I kind of got a problem with that, man. I said, I, now I, just, I don't believe, you know, in that. I believe it. I told him what I believe. He said, no, we're not allowed to do that because it looks like we're favoring one religion over the other. And I totally understood what they said. So for the next four or five minutes, I was like, you know, go ahead and, you know, sit and sell out. Go on and do it. It's just, that's, that's not that important. You know, not paying attention anyway. And finally, there was another part of me that was just really was just on me. You were taught better. You know better. You know, so you can break this um, or you can stand on it. So finally, I called the guy and I called I said, listen, uh, the only way I can do this is if I say in Jesus' name. And I'd like to tell you that he told me to get up there and say that. But he told me, he said, no, that is not allowed. He said, if you can't do it, I'm sorry. I'm just going to have somebody. And sure enough, um, he told me I could be seated, and he would not allow me to get up there and do it. And while for a little bit I felt guilty, but eventually I felt like, you know what, I'm okay with this. And more people came to me at the end you know, uh, to, to really thank me. And the reason they were thanking me, they didn't know what happened. They knew what happened. And they was like, thank you for standing your ground. I'm so happy that you did it. I'm so thankful that you did it. And so that's what I'm saying right there. That's just a one example, but washing your hands, being courteous to people, showing manners, saying yes, ma'am. I was taught to say yes, ma'am, and no, ma'am. I was taught to say Thank you. I was, that's, you know, my, my grandmother and my mother, neither one of them had, you know, a whole lot of education or whatever, but they taught me to have manners. They taught me not to, you know, if my, they didn't call it sagging back in the day or whatever, whatever, but if I didn't have a belt on or my pants got too low, they said, pull your pants up, put your shirt tail in. You know, just little things like that. Just, just little things, you know, clean your shoes up. Just little things. Not comb your hair. Comb, comb it. You know, just comb it. Paddle, you know? paddle, so, 
business about the show. Well, that's that's what they were doing, you know. And maybe I didn't mm-hmm. understand it then. Then I was doing what they told me. Now I understand mm-hmm. that what they told me was 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 right. And uh, mm-hmm. so, and I think we got away from all that, man. It's just sort of like, you know, people are keeping hand sanitizer in their pocket, but won't go to the bathroom and you know use soap and water. I mean, come mm-hmm. on, man. Come on, man. I know people that take showers without soap. It's that the soap is, you know, would damage their body. I got that. I hear you. Would you need to find something? What about <laughs> taking a shower with no rags? <laughs> See, that's what I'm talking about. How are you going to, I mean, but that's where we are. That's what I'm thinking no, about. The people that was that's where they are. They are. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'll, I'll take you out of that equation. Real quick, but just think about it. there are people around where I live. At least I've seen it before. They'll go to the table and they'll come to take their order, and the first thing they'll order is a give me a, a glass of hot water because they want to take utensils and sit them in there to clean it. But again, they have opened that door. They don't wash their hands. They don't do anything, but they want to clean the fork. You know, so I I don't know, man. Like I said, I, to me this is a, a huge Call, you know, along with a lot of other things. This is a huge, huge wake up call. This should cause us to say, listen, I had to better. I'm going to tell you something. I got to do better than this. You're going to laugh at this. We went to a restaurant one time, and a lady brought us hot water for our utensils. Oh, God. Our 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 meal was relatively cheap. We we tipped her like the same amount as the meal, like because that was l- listen, that was all right right there. Yeah, <laughs> that was oh, all yeah. right. So yeah, I mean I've never seen that happen. That's that's somebody that cares right there, you know. So and it was at a Waffle House you, of all. These- you needed to tip them, man. You needed to tip her. You you need. She needs. She deserved that. That's going to force me on the call of duty. Man, I was. Our all we was all stuck. I mean, I, I was big. Like what? Like oh, you see that? You know. That's what. That's what, yeah. Like you said, you know, when I was young, they said, you know, hey boy, get some business about yourself. You know, get yourself together, square yourself away. You know, all that good stuff. You know, shoes clean, got a belt on. You know, when you're going out with the family, you start an iron. It wasn't it wasn't a blacking. Although we were in the in a in a, in a, in the urban area, you couldn't tell. <laughs> Lord knows you couldn't tell. That's, that's the way we conduct, we conduct it. And that's not that's not. You know, that's not seen a lot this day and age. It's sort of like, let me just keep up with the trend. You know, there's a a hairstyle now that uh, my youngest son has, and um, my middle son, I don't know what you call it. I call it the buckwheat. It's just stuff. Just stick it up. They don't seem like they comb it. The sponge look is what they use. But um, mm-hmm. either way, why am I telling you this? Like, like you don't know what I'm talking about. Anyway, uh, um, my youngest son has it now. He wants to look like um, some of the basketball players 
told my middle son, he's a, a junior in, in college, and I told him, I said, um, your head, you do what you want to do. I said, but now, before, at some point, before you graduate, you need to come to your senses because uh, you're going to be going out looking for jobs. And and he's like, well, Dad, they shouldn't be looking at my hair. That's that's you know, They're looking at the wrong thing. They, I hear you. But the first thing I saw when you walked in was your hair. I said, I'm your father. I know what's in you. I know for a fact that, you know, any company should be glad to have you. But if you walk through my door looking like that, forget what your resume says. I'm not going to carry you because you ain't representing me well. And that's my own son I said that to, you know. But, you know, uh, now he cut it down. He's got, you know, his, his stuff is straight. He's, he's, he's hooked up. It looks nice, you know. But then my youngest son now, you know, he's a 10th grader, and here he is. He want to do it now. And I'm like, oh, man, when is this going to end, you know? But he just wants to be like everybody else. And it makes you look like you don't have any hygiene. Dang, you don't have no comb in your, in your you know, in your house. Or My wife always tells me, can you, can you brush it or pat it down or put some, I think she said mineral oil on it or something. Look. Like it's just there. The only thing you got is a sponge to make it, in my opinion, look worse. But again, I, right. I, I, he don't, he don't see the value of it. He don't see, you know, his thing is the logic is well, Dad. Here's the thing: my haircut don't cost it much because all I got to do is get a shape up. So whatever, <laughs> cut that stuff off your head, but. Um, why they want that? I, I I don't know, but that's what they want, and it's been in my house twice. So, you know, I can't tell another man he's wrong. I allowed it in my house, but at some point, I had to let him know. You know, there there is a standard, and that company can refuse you, but they don't have to tell you I refuse you because of your appearance. So, um, again, it's just it's a it's a different age, and I'm sure we did some things that. Um, you know that 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 wasn't above board, also. But um, that hair thing messes with me. Well, you know, you, you're you're right, and we've had that conversation uh, time and time again. I've had a client who's uh, he's in law school, and you know the argument with, with his father was the same as your son gave you. You know, hey, I'm. You know, I'm a straight A student. You know, my resume says this. You know, that's what they should be more interested in. If they, you know, cut me off because of my hair, then that's not a place I need to be. And you're right. However, however, appearance, you know, you. You got to get in the door before you can, you know, really bring about change. You can't change the climate on the inside if you on the outside. So that's one of the we had to had to explain to him, and you know he's still he's still doing his doing the uh, his nappy hair look, and and you know daddy's still fighting him. <laughs> hey. <laughs> you know me, I, it don't matter to me one way or another. You know, I've said my piece, I planted my seed. Hmm. 
But back to cleanliness. That's I think that's part of the issue. Back to being lazy and not and not really having having purpose about yourself. You know, because when you when you get up in the morning you just if you I'm I'm a guess, I'm assume you wash your face and brush your teeth. I'm assume that. But if you look about one's head, you may question that as well. But it was even <laughs> some point when they just walk around with hair like that and, and was wearing pajamas. Mm-hmm. Really? You couldn't put on pants, shorts, slacks, nothing? Mm-hmm. You got pajamas on. <clears throat> Come on, man. What they cut it out. <laughs> I I hear you are walking around, you know, and, and I, you know, if that's the way somebody wants to do it, that's fine. But, you know, I guess I'm a hypocrite because I wouldn't say anything about my son's hair. I said it, but I'll let him do it. But I will not let him walk around showing their underwear. I mean, you know, with that, that style, you know, here it is. You buy an expensive underwear to show folks what type of drawers you have on. And, and come on, man, that you... That's personal. That's private. You ain't nobody got no business seeing that, you know. But my question is, what what are you of, really showing folks? Well, what are folks really looking at? You might think they looking at your underwear, but boy, right. you better, you better right. wake up. Right. You need to go inside a prison every now and then. You might learn something. Man, you better have your damn belt tied around your neck, pants up so high. <laughs> There you go. That's yeah, it. Talk to a zipper with a, a, a necktie. Yeah. Oh man. Yep. That's it. But but that's where we are, man. We've gotten, you know, and I'm gonna say this: we've gotten, you know, um, not only are you know do we have bad hygiene. You know, when it comes to things like our hands and the hair and things like that, but even the words we speak, even the way that we conversate with people, that's gotten dirty too, and that needs to be cleaned up. You know, mm. so there's a lot going on with this, man. You, there's no need to having, you know, clean hands and a dirty heart. That's, that does they don't go together. You know, to me, if you look respectful and you carry yourself the right way. Uh, as far as you know, the way you uh, uh, your appearance is concerned, it should also be a reflection of who you really are on the inside. And you know, I, I'm so tired of, and I know that I know this is gonna come out sideways, and I really don't mean it that way. But I'm not saying it's right for a man to do it, but I cannot stand to hear. I, I don't mind hearing women say cuss words, but I can't stand to see them. Standing there and holding their crotch, and every word is MF, 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 MF. And just, you know, um, I don't know why. It's just, you're so beautiful. Just just beautiful to look at. And you're holding your crotch, pulling it up every now and then, you know. Uh, and every, I mean, I'm not talking about a word every now and then. That's acceptable because you're human. You're going you're gonna to let one fly. But I'm talking about every third or fourth word, MF, GD, on and on and on and on and on. And and here it is, you're beautiful on the outside. But when you open up your mouth, it's just like, 
you know, and yeah, just just yelling out things like that 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 nigga wish he could handle me. I'll man, I'll this and I'll I mean just and it ain't right for dudes to talk like that either. But man, for a beautiful woman like that, I was with my daughter and my son, and we saw it today, and I'm like. Man, that's ugly right there, you know. That's just ugly right there. So, and I said that because again, you know, um, we're gonna have good hygiene. Let's have good um, internal hygiene also, if that makes any sense. Well, that makes perfectly good. So we're gonna let Miss Quick uh, take that one. Makes perfect sense. Go get cleaned up. You can't yeah. be clean on the outside if you ain't clean on the inside. Clean up. Oh, Lord. Mm. Listen, I, I, I definitely can't have a woman that cuts more than I do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. See, I wasn't going to touch that right there. Now, I'm gonna, I mean, we're going to keep it 100, you know. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. In a, in a fashionable sense. Setting, excuse me. I, I definitely um, around women and children. I don't cuss, you know. Uh, and just me and my wife may exchange jokes and and, and laughter, and it may some unholy words. But yeah, we never cuss at each other. You know what I mean? Now, granted, and I thank God we've never had an argument, but. Mm-hmm. We've never cussed at each other, you know what I mean? Right. Now we, I mean, you know, see, you don't, you don't put holes on the wall, you know, just on, you know, and something along those lines. But it ain't never, you know, anything of malice. So I got you. Uh, again, God for that. But and I'm sure my wife could let him fly. I'm sure she could. I haven't <laughs> experienced it personally. You know what I mean? Because that's that's the respect level that we have for each other. You, you dig? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And again, I don't have a problem with um, a woman expressing herself. I, I really don't. I think that if you show me a, a person that has never said what I call a cuss word, I'm just not going to believe them. It may be Maybe you did it. I don't know if you did. God bless you. I, I'm not in that category. But I used to hear people say from time to time, Now I've never physically seen it, but I used to hear them say, you know what, going to wash your mouth out with soap, you know, stuff like that. And I never saw anybody do it. But, boy, I tell you, I've seen something that it needed to be done. And so, again, before a lot of this virus stuff started, you, you, I yeah, I've witnessed people be so rude, not just to me, but to each other. They, they, no respect for them. Just, you know, just to say what you want to say. Uh, and now that all this is going on, you know, not everybody, but some people are checking on each other. Some people are, oh, you can go ahead and go ahead of me in line, you know, whether that's they're afraid that I may have something or just the fact that you're being courteous now. Um, you know, so... Sometimes the worst brings out the best in us, and maybe a part of that's happening now, I don't know, but I do know that hygiene goes beyond just the external, that it should also be internal, and if it's not internal, 
eventually it's going to work its way to the outside. So it should change the way I feel about, you know, people. It should change the way I treat people. Um, I read an article once, you know, don't know how true it is, but it said that uh, there was a basketball player that uh, knew the, the people in the parking garage. He knew, he knew all of them by name. You know, he, everybody, even the people that worked in the cafeteria, he knew them by name. Um, and for one, I think it was Christmas, if I'm not mistaken, the guy's name was Deshaun Foster. He used to play, um, I'm sorry, Deshaun Watson. I used to play football at, I think, Clemson was a quarterback or whatever. Yep. And uh, he he went in and, and I don't know how much money he gave the people in the ca- in the cafeteria area and things of that nature. You know, that's somebody that dude just has, I mean, apparently just a pure heart, man, just to say, look, I appreciate what you do. You feed me. You nurture me. You know, you're always kind to me. You take care of my car and things like that, man. That's that's the type I don't want people to – I don't want, think we should get so big and so, you know, out of sorts until we forget where we used to be. And uh, so I, I thought that was uh, amazing after I read that. And I think that's what we should always be. What the big people, quote, unquote, look out for the little people? Or they understand, I just got a big title, but I'm still a regular person, you know. Um, I think that's a beautiful thing, man, to see, to see that, to not allow – status to get in the way of manners. You know, that's that's when you start getting to the point you gotta stick your pinky out and you know, you can't you know, I I, I got a problem with that. You gotta drink pure well, you know, water and you know, all that man. <laughs> Listen man. I ain't drinking Perrier, I ain't drinking tablet you the one thing I I know for a fact and 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 everybody who know me will tell you is everybody's important. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's never. It's not about me. You know, I can't do the stuff that I do without the supporting cast. It's very important. You know, my wife makes sure that everything I need is ready for me to go and do what I do. Right? Yeah. So, truthfully, to everybody else, she's the support. But to me, she's a superstar. You know what I mean? If she says it ain't ready, then mm-hmm. it ain't ready. You, you, you yeah. see, that's, that's the that we got to realize is somebody made us. Those people in the cafeteria made him. They fed him. They did everything to keep him energetic, energized to go out there and perform the way that he did. Right. So if if I was if I was hungry and I couldn't have went out there and performed. Sometimes he a little extra. You know, because I didn't have the money in my in my books when I was in college to eat. Wow. You see what I mean? So he just went back and took care of those. And that's the great thing about it is you don't forget those that do. That's it. Miss Quick, what's your mm-hmm. thoughts? Some, some, somebody must be up. <laughs> but the fact of the, the fact of the matter is, half stuff we couldn't do, 
without somebody else. We didn't know about our hygiene if our parents hadn't taught us. They didn't tell us, right. you know, about about dressing your appearance, your representation of yourself and of me. Because remember, that's one of the things. You ain't gonna have me out here looking bad. Oh yeah. <laughs> we we wouldn't be the way that we are today. Mm-hmm. And we wouldn't our kids the way that we are because that's not how we train. That's it. We they they made us understand that you when you go out you represent me and this family. Don't don't that's go it. out here and make me look bad. <laughs> that's it. My my name is my brand. You know when you step that's out it. here, that's that's all you got. Well, inside your shop, you know what you guys wear and the way that they treat the customers. You know, when if they don't do it properly, if they are rude to them, they're not going to come back and just say that barber did it. They're going to say, man, those people down there at that shop, man, I'm going to tell you, you don't want to go in there. It gives the whole shop a reputation, you know. And, and, and I think if we took the time to understand how we are affecting, you know, other people, um, you know, it, maybe we would be a little different, but because we really do, we have a major effect on um, other people. You know, uh, as a black man, um, when you go out there and you know you don't carry yourself the right way, you don't, you can't, you know, uh, carry on a decent conversation. Every three words, you know what I'm saying, and you all this, that, and other. Then when they see me, they, you know, they're gonna. You know, treat me the same way. I haven't done anything wrong, but be a black man. But because you didn't represent well, you know, if you go out there and you abuse women, and you know you don't take care of your family, all you're doing is going out there trying to secure the wrong bag and things like that. Then that's a reflection on me. And so, what everything that we do is going to affect someone else. It's going to, um, you know. Uh, uh, cause people's mind to put us all in one group. And so as fathers, I need you to be a good father. As a man, I need you to stand up and be a strong man, a strong black man. As a business owner, I need you to go out there and represent. Because if you don't represent, when I go to the bank to get my loan, a small business loan, the same guy that loaned you the money and you defaulted on it, it may be in his mind, and he'll say, you know what, I'm not, you know, trusting another one. No way. Yeah, I got burned on that one. I'm I'm not doing that again. So when we go out, man, we do represent. When you go out, you know, to the school, you know, your children shouldn't be afraid um, for you to come to a school function because they're like, I know daddy going to come up here uh, having one pants leg rolled up. No daddy going to come up here. With a, a forty ounce in his pocket and a toothpick in his mouth and a joint, and yeah, behind his ear. Kids don't need to be afraid of that, man. Yeah, they don't need to have to deal with that, man, because they'll label your kids. They will label your kids, man. So we got to understand, man, that we when we go out, man. Listen, I'm, man, I got a whole, man. I'm I'm carrying that torch for a lot of people, man. A whole lot of so you, people, man. Not and to, I'm glad you not to mention up. God Himself. I'm glad you brought that up because you, you're absolutely right. Um, we are the only 
culture of people that has to represent the in one each individual represents the entire race, right? So meaning I really believe that. If I go someplace, to, to your point, if I go someplace and my pants hang, 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 hanging down and sagging and, and I'm acting an ass in there, guess what they're going to, when you walk in, you're going to do the That's same right. thing. That's and, right. And so I'm going to, I do, when I go places and I see somebody not representing me well, I, I talk to them. Hey, bro, you got to represent me better than that. You know, pull your pants up, man. You know, move it to the third and just, just put it in their ear and I keep it moving. Because I know I represent you well. You all over South Carolina, and I know I represent you well. Yeah. And I'm sure yeah. you're the same what, this way. And that's what we got to think about, man. Because, and again, you know, you're holding that brother accountable. You're not going and challenging him, or, you know, you're going and saying, hey, man, like you said, represent me well. Listen, brother, mm-hmm. we out here together. And, you you know, uh-huh. uh, and, 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 and I, I need you. You know, and when I leave another man, when I get off this line with you, you ought to know, you know what, he going to hold me down in South Carolina. I know that when I roll through there, a standard's been set, and, you know, folk are not going to look at me and judge me and say, you know, a black man ain't worth this, that, and other, because you got to know that in South Carolina, there's at least one black man that has held up the, held up the standard. You got to know that when I roll through your area, there ought to be at least one. You know where I can say, you know, uh, look, there's one brother right there holding it down. So I think it's right for you to, uh, very noteworthy for you to, um, you know, go to the brother and say, "Hey, man, represent me better than that." And you know, I think a lot of men would appreciate that. Now some won't, but I think a lot of them will. And um, you know, that's just that's just the way that it is. You know, I, we we man, come on out. Our life carries weight, man. And like you said, I never thought of it quite that way that, you know, for our race, we're carrying the weight of our entire race, you know, on our back everywhere we go. And um, they're looking for something wrong, you know. Um, I can't can't stand to hear a woman say, and she has a reason to say it a lot of times, but can't stand to hear a woman say all men are dogs. Now, if she say my man's a dog, if she say a lot of men are dogs, that's fine. But please don't put all me in there. All the men in my hands were dogs. Yeah, you do. Yeah, fine. But right now, where I am right now, don't do that to me. No, don't no. don't label me like that because that's not true. You speaking. So you know um, that's the way that it is, man. So if. They see you and your nails are dirty. If they see you, you know, I've, I've noticed I went to get a haircut. Uh, I think it was Saturday. It was Saturday. And my son told me, he said, Dad, did you notice that uh, the barber's got on gloves? And the first person that popped in my mind was you, the very first person. You know, I'm like, okay, I've been at this shop, you know, several times. I mean, I'm talking probably 20, 30 times over the last three, four years maybe. And I've never seen any of them have on gloves. Okay, well, you know, I never really gave it a whole lot of thought or whatever. But when they had them on this time, I was like, wow. And they didn't look like they were struggling with the gloves. They don't look like it affected, you know, the job that they did. And I'm thinking to myself, my brother had this on lock 
years ago. <laughs> My brother was doing yes. that. It didn't take, yeah. you know. Man, look, brother, that caused me that caused me to stick my chest out, man. I was like, that's what's up right there. You know, it just, I mean, man, it, brother felt something then, man, because I was like, man, this this boy, he don't even know, man. He don't he don't even know. So I had to tell the barber, I said, man, said, uh, that's a good look right there, man. I said, you know, I feel comfortable and safe with you up there. He, and this is what the guy said. He said, yeah, he said, uh, you know, we had a meeting, man. He said, and he didn't even say he come up with it, whoever it was. Mentioned it to him, and he said a few of them said, "Man, that's that's overkill. You got to do that." And he said, "After at the end of the day, you know, um, the main thing was finding the right glove." He said, "Now that he got it, he said, man, it's no, not even an issue." He said, "Matter of fact, you know what? I'm gonna stay with this." And I'm like, "My brother had this, man. You know, I'm like, man, I'm a, I was I was proud. I was bragging, man, really bragging." So. That's what I'm talking about. But you had a standard that you set, regardless of what others did. That's what you did. That's your your standard. And now everybody else is having to come up to that, all because of you know this 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 outbreak and all of this. And so I'm not down on them. Maybe this took this to get a to get a wake up call. And uh, like I said, the brothers look. I don't know, man. It's crazy, man. Because when you were doing it, because I had never seen it. It looks strange, but then whenever I see these guys and now they're doing it, I'm like, it looks professional. It looks like, dude, I can sit down here and I ain't, man, man, this brother's good. I kept hearing him. Seemed like he was sanitizing the Clippers more than usual. He had his little air gun out or whatever he doing, spraying that off. He'd spray some disinfectant on. I'm like, dude, I'm going to lay back here and just get me, as my son Marcus said, he said, Daddy, I sat back in that chair. He said, I know I had a, he called it a hairgasm. Not an orgasm, but a hairgasm. He said, that felt so good. <laughs> you know, so, you know, so like I said, you had this thing on lock a long time ago, brother. Man, you know, and that, and that feels good, you know, just to hear, um, <clears throat> wow. Uh, yeah. Man, I was having at, at a loss of words when. Even even from the conversation we were talking about the appointments and we were talking about you know all this yeah and now yes. everybody's trying to getting on board and I'm like wow you know wow y'all where were y'all you know eight years ago you know that's the that that's the thing and so now and just to show you to follow up on that conversation you know I was having trouble getting online and do. I could get on there and get an appointment for just me, but I had to get on there and, and get three consecutive appointments. I was trying to get it with one guy or at least, you know, um, different barbers or whatever. But I really wanted one guy who could get it back to back to back and get it done. And it would allow me to get on there and get an appointment for me. But then my sons, I had to go back out and go to another barber or, or whatever, and it was just aggravating. And so I physically called them. And I told them, I said, told them what I was trying to do. And uh, they said, you know, let, let me hold on for a minute. And they told me, I said, okay, we got you with this, that, and the other one. Uh, two of you can go to Melvin at 12 and 1230, and the other can go to somebody else at 12 o'clock is what they said. So I was like, I appreciate you looking out for Bubba. You know, and they just laughed at me. They didn't know you and I had had this conversation a few weeks ago. And, you know, my thing was, you just kept saying, I'm not going to forget about Bubba. I'm not going to forget about him because, you know, he the one that helped me get to where I am. And I'm 
I got time to take him over the phone and I can work him in. I can do that. And, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, man, like I said, brother, you know, uh, without being there and watching you do, I've listened to you. I've physically laid my eyes on it and seen how it was being done. And, and again, you were way ahead of the curve even then. And a lot of folk are just now catching up. And I'm sure you probably caught sheer hell initially with the way you were trying to do things, but that's why you're a visionary. That's why you're you're a visionary because eventually uh, folk will end up doing what was old hat to you, man. You this ain't new for you. You don't struggle with that, you know. And that's why you're a visionary man and a trailblazer. And that's 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 what's up. So, man, when you have a standard, keep that standard up high. Keep that standard up high, whether it's hygiene or you know just manners or. That bubble factor that we talked about, man. Bubba's bubble, man. Bubba, bubble got to eat, man. Bubba got bubba a real dude, man. He need to be treated like that. Bubba don't need to be embarrassed because, you know, he don't know how to go online and he don't have Cash App and he don't have all this, man. Bubba, like, I got twenty five dollars in my pocket and a couple right of lottery now. tickets and I need a haircut, you know. That's it. And you need to say, come on, man, sit on down, man. The haircut's thirty, but. I ain't going to tell you that. I'm going to charge you 20 and send you on your way. You know, that's, man, that's listen, what's up I, right there, man. I get Bubba a discount. You know, hey, and this one on me. Don't even worry about it. We good. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. I, see, I see you in two weeks. You know, but the whole, oh, yeah. the whole thing. You know you will. Oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Even even if he come and stick his head in the door and say, can you get me? What what time? Yeah, yeah, that, that's that's Bubba. You know, yes, sir. You come on and sit right here. Let me make you some coffee while you wait. <laughs> that's Bubba, man. Can you get me? That's all he want to know. Right you know, and and but the world has gotten, you know, away from Bubba. And I think that with all this going on, um, you know, uh, <laughs> Bubba's being put back in the rightful place again, man. So. Um, this call turned out better than I thought it was going to turn out, man. Let me tell you something. You're going to laugh at this. So my son, my son, he, he never really seen me in a professional setting other than work, you know. And he know how we kick mm-hmm. it live. And something's going on. And, you know, me and daddy be to the school. Mom, no. Like, he was, like, terrified to bring for daddy to come to the school. Mm. Terrified. Now he's never seen me in a in a in a in, a, in, a, in a, that situation. Mm-hmm. So I go to the pool, and like he's—I mean, you can see like the nervousness in him. Then when he leaves, mm-hmm. son, you okay? You know, he was like, yeah. He was like, I'm man. Like I I I, I didn't know what they expect, and and my wife was laughing. <laughs> she was like, she was like, you boy, you still mm-hmm. got a lot to learn about your daddy. You still got a lot to learn. Your your daddy yeah. go from 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 Mr. Quick to you know Sean in a heartbeat. And yeah, <laughs> listen, j- listen, just let him do what he do, you know. And and it was just funny <laughs> to me. So now, you know, you want me to go to school? Yes, sir. You know, if you want to go? That's cool. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> no question. No question. Oh man, no question. But when he get in trouble. Call when he did something wrong. Call my mama. Yeah. When y'all trying to put something wrong on him, call my daddy. Now nah, call my daddy. Mm. He knows Listen. the difference. That's right. He, he know. He know. 
daddy, daddy gonna ride for you regardless. You know, but he ain't gonna let y'all put nothing on me that that ain't do. And I think that's 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 that foundation. That's you right. Know, the children yearn for discipline. That's right. You know, that's 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 where the true love come in. You know, and he feel that's he know right. mom, mama gonna protect him, but daddy protect him and mama. You know what I mean? That's right. So mama go go there and she go smooth it over and she go bring it back to daddy and we go rectify, resolve the situation and discipline will be, you know, every minute at the house. But when y'all trying to put some on him, no, nah, Jack. No, nah, yeah. no. Nah. Yeah. <laughs> no chance. <laughs> so he, he know who to call. <laughs> oh, he know who to call. Whatever he needs, he know who to call. That's the way it should be, man. You, that's the way it should be. So I'm going to do the same thing if I want a good cut. And I want some conversation, and I want some, you know, want to be inspired and motivated and all that. You know what? I'm, I'm gonna call quick. But if I need to do, need to get something handled, if I need, if I need some hands or whatever, I call Sean. Yeah, that's the way it is. Sure. So, oh, I, for I sure. got you. <laughs> oh, for sure. Cause, cause he quick, quick don't get his hands dirty. Quick with gloves. No, nah, he can't do that. He want gloves. He don't get his hands dirty, you know. He come out there with the manicured nails and all that. He 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 he, he come right. <laughs> oh man. Y'all coming to mother gloves. You don't know if he got. You don't know even know if he got fingers. You know. You have no <laughs> <Y'all> clue. <man. laughs> you 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 don't have no clue what you getting with him. No, you don't mm. know what you get with him. He can go. He can go anyway. What? He can go anyway except professional. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> unfortunately, that's the way it is. I like that, though. I like that. I'm trying to tell you. I'm trying to tell you. But all in all, <laughs> you do know, when I do step out of the house and my family know that as an ambassador of of the Quicks, you know, I'm I'm going to represent well. You right, know? right, and, right. And, and Mr. Quick go problem solve. You know, he ain't going to let it go left. He ain't going to keep it right down the middle. You know, so mm-hmm. they're very proud of that when I do leave the house. But if I got to leave the house, you know, in the middle of the night, they, oh Lord, you know, they don't know. <laughs> That's when Sean got to come. They out. don't know. They don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and, and ain't no R and B singer. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, you know. But that's that's one thing that, like you said, Pastor, we gotta definitely. Definitely be mindful of every time we step out, you know, our, our foundation, the way that we were taught, you know, about having having purpose and having a business business about ourselves. Our presentation right. is is key. Unfortunately, they they won't know how articulate you are because they can't get past the initial presentation. Mm-hmm. So we we gotta yep. be mindful of that. We gotta continue to remind our kids that. You know, yeah, you're smart and articulate. Mm-hmm. However, when you walk around with your hair like that, they, you they've already discounted you because you're black. Then your hair like that, like right. you have a lot of stuff that's stacking against you unnecessarily. Right. right. And like my son said, that's not it's it's not necessarily right, but 
that's the way it is. I mean, <laughs> I know what's in your head and I know what's in your heart, but absolutely, uh, they don't they don't know that, and they're not gonna get a chance. They're not gonna take the time to get to know that because they see, you know, you coming in, you know, and and they're afraid of you. They're intimidated by you. They don't know what they're getting with you. They don't know if they're getting quick or shown. They don't absolutely. know. You know, you you you, you talk like quick. But you looking like Sean right now. I don't, I don't know. Oh, you know, I don't know. <laughs> you know, no. And, and that's the, that's the, that's just the way. That's the reality of it all. And so it took my son a long time to get that, but now to see him, you know, just GQ'd down again. You know, his his talk, his walk, and his appearance are lining up. And I'm telling him, okay, brother, you ready for, you know. I don't call it corporate America. I say you ready for corporate Africa. You ready for wherever now. You 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 with that. You about that thing now. You about that action now. You good to go, and uh, everything. And so uh, my younger son, he's got time to get it, but I'll be glad when he, you know, again, when he like do. I told him, man, you know, <laughs> it, 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 it's it's something, man. And I I'm having to learn as a father, you know, when to crack the whip and when to let. You know, something burn itself out. You know, I don't know, man. Just because I don't like it, you know, I can't take everything away from him that he likes. I got to give him, if I take that away, he might start developing a like for the weed or something like that. I don't know, you know. But if I give him this, I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. But uh, so far, so good, man. I'll take it. Well, I mean, remember, so and we all we all carry our own our own style, our own way of doing things, you know. Right. I'm I'm in the area that I'm in, I'm making my business to be in a shirt and tie on Fridays. Right? Mhm. With because I'm 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 showing you who I who I am. And right. you'll be surprised at the the different level or the different reaction or response that I get because of Articles of clothing. I'm the same guy that you Amazing. walked by yesterday, and mm-hmm. kind of you know shift to the side. Wow. But today you want to speak to me, and you know and address me as 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 the man I am. Now, mind you, mm-hmm. uh, bald head, beard, black, about two thirty. You know, mm-hmm. uh, you already probably feel some kind of way. But once again, now with the, with the articulation, you feel a little bit more comfortable. The shirt and tie make you more comfortable. You, you see what I mean? And, that's, and and remember now, Fridays is when everybody else dressed down. And that's yeah. That's when you wear the jeans to work. But that's mm-hmm. when I step it up. Because if I'm a, I do it, I do the opposite of what everybody else do. I got you. I got you. And, 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 and it has, and, right, and that's and it has worked for me thus far. Well, I wouldn't change it, man. If it's working, no. you know, let it work. Let it let it work. They're expecting one thing, and you you give them something else, and um, that speaks volumes. That speaks volumes. Oh yeah, yes, every time. And you know, you see me out on my lunch break smoking my cigar. If I'm not cutting bubble hair, you know, sitting out there smoking my <laughs> cigar and 
and and people are just thrown off. Like they're just not what they're accustomed to seeing. That's not what they were expecting, you know. But I'm self because, sweetheart, this is what I do. I'm not acting. I'm mm-hmm. not putting on the front. This is what I do. Yeah, yeah. That's it. That's but it. that goes back to knowing who who you are, and and not allowing someone to tell you who you are or who mm-hmm. you were. You know, yeah. you show them yeah. who you are. Right. The difference is showing them who you are and then asking them who you are. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. if, you, mm-hmm. if you ask them, they're gonna tell you, and you start believing that foolishness, man. But uh. Got to know who you are, man, especially in this day and age with all that's going on in this world. Absolutely. And then with this coronavirus, you know, this is just another prejudice that they're that they're putting in play. You know, before the Middle Easterns had, all the Middle Easterns were terrorists. You know, mm-hmm. uh, all the blacks were criminals and, and what have you, uh, or sub, subhuman. Then all the whites were serial whatever, rapists, killers, whatever. And now mm-hmm. the, the Hispanics were illegals and now all the Asians are corona infested. So it's just right. it's just another uh, prejudice. So I think all this yes. could bring us together. Because at some point somebody so goes run out of toilet paper, and that person you that don't look like you next door to you, you may have to go <laughs> next door and get a roll of toilet paper. <laughs> That's exactly right. That's exactly right. And it's hard for you to hard for you to hate me when I'm handing you a roll, baby. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> you don't speak to me any other time, oh, but I'm handing you this roll. <laughs> yeah, me this roll. Oh man, That's amazing. That's amazing. Who knows how God, how God is God way, man. That's what I'm trying you to tell you. Who knows how he gonna bring it back around? The, yeah, that's the that's the that's the amazing part about it, man. We can say you don't have nothing to do with it, but man, it's amazing how God just just seems to work sometimes. It's like, wow, really? You gonna you gonna use toilet paper for me and this brother to start talking? I mean, come on, God. You know, yeah. pretty cool, man. Yeah, remember you said you can you can learn from a baby, right? So hey, oh yeah, well, hey, man. We all ain't gonna sit down and enjoy a meal, but we all we all need some toilet paper. Oh yes, because remember now, oh, yes, them leaves them leaves still dry. It ain't quite fall yet, <laughs> so they ain't soft yet. So come on, man, you, paper, you don't even know nothing about that. <laughs> you need some toilet paper, Jack. <laughs> that's exactly that's exactly right, and I don't care if you ate. Caviar or chitlins, you're going to need toilet paper, man. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That great equalizer. Yes, mm. sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. All the time. But we got we yeah, just got to be yeah. mindful of taking it for what it is. You know, man may have his, his way or his reason, but, mm-hmm. but of course, God goes season it up for you. You know what I mean? No doubt. Whatever, whatever bad. Because remember now, in, in in old times, you know they took the leftovers and made meals, right? You know, and and made it tasty, right? 
so that's the same thing that, that God can do and have done. He's taken, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and made lemonade, you know what I mean? So that's exactly that's what that's it. That's what I, can, I foresee happening because now this has this is affecting everyone. Everyone. Yes. And now this yes. is going to show that we all alike, right? Man, brought us all to the same level. That's, yes, sir. That's, that's just the way it is, man. And, and uh, once we see each other on the same level, we'll stay there, man. Life will be uh, a lot better and we'll be a lot more productive. But if we go back to, you know, to where, you know, I'm better than you and no, nah, man, that ain't, that's not how God operates. That's not how he does it. So, you know, um, and I don't care if it's the church or the street, you know, these, some of these fine restaurants, you can't even sit down inside of them now, you know. Some of these huge churches with 10,000 members and everything, they're just like me. We can't even have service now. So all of a sudden we get in the same boat, you know. So uh, God has a way of bringing it back together, man. I'm not going to try to laugh at my brother and sister and say, I, I told you so, or it was time for you to be brought down. You know, maybe it's going to bring me up and bring them down, but either way it goes, um, you know, God is balancing some things out. And I'm, you know, I'm respectful of all of this, but I am so thankful to see that aspect of it come together. I really am. Well, now I'm just trying to just sit back and enjoy the show now. You know, and watch Let's it all unfold. So just know that that you heard that you heard it here first. Yeah. <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's right. Man, that's that's beautiful, man. Um, you know, each each and every show, I, I can't say that I am like. It's, it's, this this is like a revival to me, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and it just it always does something to to my spirits, you know, and it does something for my mental as well. But it, it does something mm-hmm. for for my spirit, and and it teaches me, uh, prepares me for the up and coming week. So I'm, I want to just tell you thank you, man. You just don't you don't understand. Thank you, well, brother. Neither do you, brother, because you gotta you gotta know it's good to be um, enlightened, you know, uh, because of the title and the responsibility that I carry. Uh, you know, I, I have to give out, give out, give out. You know, and I try to be at my best, you know, all the time. But you know, sometimes the gas light comes on, man, and the tanks on empty. But I get on here, man, and I'm, you know, I'm enlightened, I'm um, empowered, and. Uh, it allows me to run on for a minute longer, man. Even though some of those days when I brother get a little tired, I think about something that was, you know, discussed on here, and it's like I get a little chuckle going or whatever, man. And I'm good, you know. So that's this this serves a purpose, and I pray that the people that are are, are listening, man, I pray to God that they're getting half of what we're getting, uh, because you know whether you want to call it hosting or whatever, uh, sometimes the doctor needs medicine as well and I just thank God man I always get something that I didn't think about or I get a get to get to hear an angle that I wasn't aware of you know just something to wake me up and say wow that's that's what's up right there you know that's that's good and usually I'm able to take it and share it with um 
you know, with, with, with others in some form or another. You know, a lot of this, you know, goes into counseling sessions and, you know, maybe even personal contact, I mean, personal conversations with my children and things like that, man. So it's, it's, this is good. It may not benefit everybody, but I can say that it's been a blessing to me, that's for sure. Well, me too. Like I said, I thank you, man. You, you are very, um, very important piece in this puzzle. Uh, although it may seem like you know it's a hundred pieces or a thousand pieces, you are an important piece. So um, continue to, to to rock with us and and continue to to spread your word. You know, to all these foreign places that we're tapping into, and let them hear yeah. and understand that Fox don't represent us. There's no no mm. no no person, no people on television no. that, that represents us. But mm. uh, so just just know that you're very important. Well, man, brother. Likewise, likewise. So. As I guess that's why it's, it's happening like this. God knew who, who to send and, and what we needed. And so uh, it's uh, it's just a blessing, man. I wouldn't change it for nothing in the world. Thank you. Well, you know, it's time to go to work, man. You know. Uh, yes, sir. If you're hard mind clear, man, you know, let's go ahead and do it, man. Let's do your get thing. It, man. I'm, I'm, I'm clear. Lord, thank you again for... Uh, just man, just showing up and in a plain, simple way, man. Just for opening up the eyes of our understanding. Thank you for teaching us, God, that you know uh, we should remember where we came from and what we we're taught. But even with keeping good hygiene, God, we know that it also includes the, the the internal. And so, God, I'm glad that we had a chance to discuss all of that and bring it to the forefront. I pray that somebody on this line was. Awaken, enlightened. I prayed it for a little while they, to stop thinking about the virus and start thinking about the purpose of the virus. And while God, we don't take that lightly. I pray for anybody that's been infected or affected by this. Uh, a lot of lives have been interrupted because of it, God. And I, I pray God a healing. I really do. I pray God that you will take this and turn it into not only a teaching tool, but your word says all things work together for the good. So, God, we can't always see the good and bad things, but we do see where all of us are being brought down to one level, and all of us are looking up to you and depending on you. But help us to depend on each other as well. Thank you for the show, God. It is really a blessing, and I don't take that lightly. And, Lord, if it hasn't affected anybody else on a very selfish, personal note, it has affected me, and I thank you for that. I pray, God, that you will allow the quicks to to rest. I pray that you will allow them to understand that they are pioneers, that they are um, visionaries, and I pray, God, that they will understand and continue to walk in what we talked about tonight, that, Lord, there's a lot of people that they are, um, are representing when they go out. Help us all to know that. So, God, help us to get back to your standards. Help us get back to not being selfish. Help us to get back to being thankful and grateful. Thank you for this show. Keep your hand on it. And can they continue to use it to spread your word? Thank you so much, God. I ask this, believe this, and thank you for this. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. 
this concludes tonight's episode of From the Streets to the Pulpit. I am your host, number one, Mr. Quick, with Miss Quick and Pastor Robinson, and the absence of Dr. Twin. Love yourself, care for yourself, and in caring for yourself, that's washing your hands and sanitizing, washing with soap and water. Cleanliness on the outside is just as important as cleanliness on the inside. So take that. Love God and love each other. Peace.